When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Hello, it's Manveen here. In today's episode, we look at the world of Botox and fillers and online influencers. And if you're anything like me you might find all three equally terrifying. But this is a fascinating insight into a world which affects so many people, and yet it has so few regulations that it's been branded the Wild West of the beauty industry, often with catastrophic consequences. And just a warning, this episode does contain some graphic descriptions. I'm now handing over to one of our producers, Sevda Moyasari, who will be your guide. Last month, the government brought in a new law to stop under-18s using Botox and fillers for cosmetic reasons in England after it was found that up to 41,000 Botox procedures may have been carried out on children across the UK. Social media exerts a huge pressure on young people to conform to aesthetic ideals, which is simply not obtainable without cosmetic surgery or interventions. We have an increasing normalisation of cosmetic interventions among the young, procedures which risk ruining young people's lives. But that's not the only issue. There's a minefield of other problems within the industry. Botched procedures are on the rise and there's easy access for anyone to buy fillers online. The number of people that set themselves up as treatment providers is astronomical. I mean, social media is literally flooded with these people. When I came home, I touched my lip and it it just exploded. The amount of pus that came out of it was disgusting. These treatments are being done by lay people in garden sheds, which does go on, or in the backs of cars or in gyms. You're listening to Stories of Our Times from The Times and The Sunday Times. I'm Sevda Moisari. Today, the dark side of the beauty industry.
I was born in 1998 and it's fair to say that my generation have been completely brought up in a social media world. You know, you have Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok. Honestly, the list is endless. But as a young woman, one thing that I've noticed over the years is just how often I'm being shown these pages offering me Botox or various cosmetic procedures. And it feels so strange because for my parents' generation, the idea of having Botox or getting work done was something only the rich and famous would do. And let's be honest, it would be a lot later on in life. Those things that were the preserves of celebrities are now much more in demand by the average person, the average kind of young girl in the street, essentially. That's Artie Nachiapan, reporter at The Times. Like me, she also noticed this trend. These things that were known as like exclusive to the rich and famous film stars, that kind of thing, are now much more accessible. And so you can alter your face and you can look like this person you want to look like. And that's all made much more accessible to us. And what's more, there is the pressure as well, because as you kind of have more people on social media who are able to filter their appearance, who are able to make it seem like they look perfect or make it seem like that is normal, then much more young people are absorbing that as kind of the way that they should aspire to look and they're feeling pressured to do that and they're having to deal with that pressure some way and one of those is making alterations to their face. Have you seen those pages online? Because I seem to get a lot of sponsored ads that are promoting lip fillers, for instance. I get them all the time and I don't necessarily know why. Yeah, I definitely get these adverts all the time. There's all these treatments that I didn't even know existed and they are literally spamming my feed, even though I've kind of never really expressed an interest or actually gone on the websites for these things. Artie decided to look into what was happening. One of the things she found was that many young people across the UK are having lip filler. Lip filler is most commonly made of hyaluronic acid, which is injected into the lips to volumise them. It comes from a desire to have those signature pouty lips that you see so many famous faces flaunting. Artie spoke to one woman called Naomi. She decided to do her own lip fillers when she was just 17 years old. So this is a woman who suffers from body dysmorphic disorder. It's a mental health condition which causes people who suffer from it to spend a lot of time worrying about their appearance. And she struggled with this since her kind of preteen years. And one way that it fixated was that she said she would look up the world's most beautiful women. She would compare herself to them and think, what am I lacking that this person has? And one thing she found was there's a big thing about if you've got Angelina Jolie lips, that's attractive. Those were her words. And so then she started looking into how she could make herself look more like these women that society was holding up as really beautiful. And something that really stood out to me that she said was that she felt like if she looked more like these women, then her anxiety would be lifted and her problems would go away. Essentially, if she felt like if she looked a certain way, her life would be okay. And That kind of stands out to me a lot because it shows that this is not just a vanity thing. It's not just trivial. It's not just like girls being silly, like it's often written off to be. It's really deep concerns and anxieties that people have that are manifesting themselves in this way. And we really need to understand them from that angle. So what Naomi did was she 
ordered some fillers online from a website. She ordered three different fillers. She spent around 300 pounds on them. And she was speaking to a practitioner online who said, go on YouTube. They'll tell you how to inject it. If anything goes wrong, it's not my fault. She injected the first two. Nothing really happened. She waited a while. She went back and she got another filler, which is not appropriate for injecting in the lips. And she injected it and she immediately noticed her lips went bumpy and swollen and really hard to touch, really painful. And she just left it because she said that she'd run out of money to buy more filler or to fix the situation. And then over the years, it started making her really self-conscious. She felt like the scarring was obvious. And she started to say that she really deeply regretted it. And she wished that she hadn't done it or been able to do it at such a young age because she did it when she was 17. After talking to Artie, I wanted to do a bit more investigating. I'd heard stories of young women going to the high street to get filler, often done by people with no medical knowledge. And then I found Helen. Hi, Helen. Hi, can you hear me okay? Yeah, how are you? Oh, A friend of mine had some fillers done. She decided to get a top-up by a beautician in the city centre, which was a little bit cheaper. She went there, she had hers done, they looked great. And so I didn't think anything about it. Was it because of the price or was it because your friend had been so, you know, you trusted them? What was that factor? To be honest with you, at the time, it wasn't necessarily price. I suppose... It was definitely a a deciding factor for me, but also in terms of how easy it was to just walk in off the street, book an appointment. There weren't too many questions asked. It was pretty much on par with maybe going to a shop and buying a handbag. It wasn't a difficult process at all. How was the whole experience? You know, what were your first impressions when you got there? What did it look like? When I first went there, the space that they had was quite lovely to be honest it was very bright it was very airy looked very modern it looked legitimate but in hindsight there were there were flags which I I ignored or was naive to because I wasn't overly familiar I didn't necessarily research it as much as I should have but it was a really nice space and it didn't it certainly didn't give me alarm bells immediately so you mentioned that there were certain red flags what were they in particular what really made you think something's not right just some of the staff it's very clear to me now that none of them had a medical background they were more concerned about the look than actually the risks that are involved with some of the practices that they do there. When I think about it, the waiting room and everything about the place had very much a a product that is easily purchasable, a kind of feel to it. It wasn't it wasn't medical at all. So did they give you a kind of debrief about the risks involved? Did they ever go through what those complications could potentially be? Not really, no. So they gave me a piece of paper. It was like a small questionnaire when I got there, my appointment. And it had a couple of kind of precautionary things, but nobody sat down with me and said, right, okay, the risks around this are, and this is what could happen. A man came over to me and said, oh, you know, you're practitioner will be with you in a moment just to let you know if you get get any swelling afterwards just eat some pineapple and it should be fine. So tell me about what happened next. When did you realise that things were like going wrong? The first mill that I had, so I had one mill done to begin with, um, seemed fine initially. 
One mil of lip filler is the typical amount most people get in their first appointment. As the swelling started to go down, within two weeks, I contacted them and I said, well, do you know what, the swelling's gone down, I think I'd like them a little bit fuller. Any chance I can come in, like, soon? And they let me come in straight away almost and have another half a mil. Um, When I went in to have that half a mil, I'd said to her that there was a part in my lip that I could feel like a little bit of a lump. And she said to me, oh, you know, that's just the filler settling down. You know, it'll be absolutely fine. Just massage it. So she massaged my lips and then and then proceeded to give me another half a mil. When she gave me that half a mil, though, the the pain was excruciating. I expressed my pain to her and she was like, oh, um, nothing to worry about. Sometimes just people bruise. Anyway, the a couple of days afterwards, I had quite bad bruising. Gradually then, they started to feel a bit lumpy and the lumps weren't going and the one side was bigger than the other. So I contacted them again and I asked what we'd need to do and they suggested maybe a top-up to balance it out. I was like, okay, so I went back and had another top-up of another half a mil. So in total, by this point, I'd had two mil. And when I went to see her, I said to her, the area that hurt the last time, there's a there's quite a solid lump there. And, I, you know, I'm really concerned that, you know, it, it's maybe not been done correctly or whatever. And she said, no, it's not that at all. It's just a case that all the fillers built up in one place it's no problem at all we'll massage it out for you now so it all balances out you'll have a little top up and it'll all be okay I didn't know any different and still the naivety within me was just okay I'm just going to take this person's word for it a couple of days later Helen could feel the same pain in her lips It began to bruise, so she contacted the beautician again. She says they were pretty short with her and didn't give her much advice on what to do next. By this point, I was in so much pain. I thought, right, Monday morning now, obviously, if it's still there, I'm going to book an appointment. That evening then, I went to the theatre with some family. And when I came home, I touched my lip um, and it, it just exploded, like the amount of pus that came out of it was disgusting. Helen would eventually end up in A&E. We'll have more on that later. But first... Hi, I'm Emily Dugan, Social Affairs Correspondent at The Sunday Times. It's you, listeners and subscribers, who enable me to investigate. Get to the heart of the stories that matter every day with The Times and The Sunday Times. If you subscribe today, you can enjoy one month free. Visit thetimes.co.uk forward slash stories of our times. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. So what's the current situation regarding lip fillers in the UK? To understand, we're going to have to go back 11 years to 2010. In this year, around 300 to 400,000 women across the world found out that their health was at risk after it was discovered that their PIP breast implants were made using cheap industrial silicon, a material not authorised for human use. Last year, 40,000 British women discovered they had bad breast implants, full of non-medical silicone, liable to burst. Doctors noticed more and more women complaining of leaking implants. Health authorities investigated, and in a factory in the south of France, police discovered containers full of industrial silicone. Off the back of that scandal, there was also a push to clean up the non-surgical cosmetic industry, which was done in 2013. A report was published and it came with a stark warning. Dermal fillers are a crisis waiting to happen. My name is Ashton Collins and I'm a director of Safe Face. Safe Face is a voluntary national register of accredited practitioners who provide treatments like filler and Botox. There is no requirement for practitioners to sign on to such a register, but by doing so, their clinic, products and qualifications are robustly inspected. Before I spoke to Ashton, I found several websites where you could buy cheap filler. There was no need for age verification or proof of any medical licences. I asked her, what's going wrong? I think, you know, wrongly, people assume that, you know, these treatments are regulated and that by default, anybody carrying them out will be appropriately trained and insured and qualified, when in actual fact, you don't need to be any of that. Anybody can do these treatments from anywhere. And it's frightening to think that that could happen, but actually it does. I mean, last year, we had over 2,000 patient complaints and 86% of those treatments were carried out by hairdressers, beauticians and lay people. And when I say say lay people, I mean people who had literally been working in retail the week before had, you know, been made redundant due to furlough 
and the COVID, uh, watched a YouTube video, ordered their fillers off the internet and set themselves on Instagram as a treatment provider. And that goes on and it goes on an enormous scale. And so people unwittingly fall into the unsafe hands because they look to things like Instagram and Facebook to find a practitioner. And then they get lured in by cheap deals or time limited offers. And it's only when something goes wrong, they actually then question the credibility and the suitability of the practitioner, by which time it's too late. So what is the issue with your beauticians or your hairdressers, you know, people that don't have that kind of medical know-how offering procedures? Why is it that it's such a risk? Botox is actually a prescription-only medicine. And before you have it for the first time, you have to, by law, have a face-to-face consultation with a licensed prescriber. And that's one of those four professionals. So if you go to a beauty therapist and you don't have a face-to-face consultation with a doctor, dentist, nurse, or a prescribing pharmacist, then that treatment is being done illegally and it's potentially putting you at risk because they've not procured that product through the proper channels. And dermal fillers, although they're not prescription only and they can be purchased by anyone actually the complications that be, can be caused from dermal fillers are far more serious than botox currently only procedures requiring surgery and by that we mean those involving a surgical incision are required to be carried out by a qualified medical professional so nose jobs and breast implants for example are all classed as surgical procedures but on the other hand Botox, lip fillers and other minimally invasive cosmetic treatments are non-surgical and can be administered by absolutely anyone, regardless of qualifications. Another problem is the availability of cheap unlicensed products, which are often bought over the internet. The implications of having these kinds of filler can be really dire. As Ashton mentioned, filler and Botox can lead to major complications if not done correctly, or if there's a failure to provide the appropriate aftercare. Actually, the complications that can be caused from dermal fillers are far more serious than Botox. And every one of those um, complications requires a prescription-only medicine to rectify it. And because they're so serious, the complications, they need to be managed very, very quickly. So if you have a vascular occlusion, for example, which occurs where the filler has blocked a particular vein or artery and is um, blocking the blood supply, that needs to be treated in a very, very short window of time before it becomes necrotic, which can potentially lead to permanent tissue death. So these treatments are very serious medical treatments that should only be carried out by medical professionals. So Ashton, after the PIP scandal, the you know, the breast implants, there were two review committees set up. And the second said, you know, we basically need more regulations in the non-surgical cosmetic industry, as well as the cosmetic surgery industry. And within that report, there was something that really stood out to me. And there was a specific quote, which I want to read out. And it said, a person having a non-surgical cosmetic intervention has no more protection or redress than someone buying a ballpoint pen or a toothbrush. So really my question to you is why in the space of eight years has there been little to no change even though it was identified as a problem back then? If you look at the landscape for when these treatments first came onto the marketplace 20 years ago, they were the reserve of the rich and the famous and they were only being carried out by a small group of healthcare professionals. And at the time, nobody had the foresight to 
introduce any legislation to restrict who can and can't do them. And so, you know, slowly over time, as the accessibility became greater and the demand became greater, people were exploiting this loophole that anybody can do these treatments. And it started with beauty therapists and then hairdressers. And we're at a point now where, you know, absolute lay people are doing these treatments. And it's shocking. And the government are fully aware of what the issues are. They are fully aware that they exist and how unprotected the public are, but they've repeatedly declined to do anything about it. And actually, there was regulation for these treatments, and the government deregulated it in 2010. And so I think if they look at it now, they think, oh, God, you know, it's gone so far the other way that, you know, any chance we have at policing it now would cost billions of pounds. So it's pretty clear that when things go wrong, you know, it can be extremely serious. It's absolutely unbelievable knowing that some practitioners will get away with causing long-term damage like that. Who do you think is to blame here? Whose fault is it? Well, I think initially, you know, the responsibility has to sit with the government. You know, they, they should have introduce regulations to restrict who can and can't do these treatments a long, long time ago. And because they haven't, we find ourselves in the situation we're in now, where literally these treatments are being done by lay people in garden sheds, which does go on, or in the backs of cars or in gyms, which is awful. Anybody considering these treatments now has to take more responsibility and research who they are trusting with their health and their appearance, because what seems like a good idea or a cheap treatment, actually in the long run will end up costing you a lot lot more both financially and emotionally i went to a e they couldn't do anything because there was still blood flow which is really bizarre that's helen again we left her heading to a e we're returning to find out what happened next They actually recommended that I actually go and see a proper practitioner. So they sent a referral letter through to my doctors. I ended up getting in touch with a lady um, who lives near to me, who is a registered nurse practitioner. Um, She's got an immense amount of experience and she's fantastic. And I booked an appointment with her immediately. During that appointment, she could see how much pain I was in and I gave her permission to do so. And she drained my lips for me of, of... the majority of the infection and the filler she put me on antibiotics and so after once the antibiotics had kicked in and the infection had gone she then removed the filler from my lips which I had to pay pay for to be done but I had to have all of the filler removed from my lips and it didn't happen in one go unfortunately so she removed the majority of it which having filler removed in comparison to have it injected is even more painful, 10 times more painful. There was a lot of filler in there, which had gone really hard and really solid. And unfortunately, because when they remove filler out of people's lips, it actually removes a lot of the natural collagen out of your lips as well. And so I was left with a really uneven lip, which was a lot thinner than originally I had ever had before any messing about and I'd started to get very thin lines above my lip as if I'd look it looked as though if I've I'd been a smoker for a number of years where the natural collagen had just kind of just gone out of that top lip so it was a really really horrible experience and process that I had to go through. And going forward how do you think that we fix this problem what needs to happen next? 
Well, in an ideal world, you know, obviously, you know, we remain in hope that the government will do something and will, you know, come out and say that these treatments should only be carried out by healthcare professionals, because I do think that is the only way that we can stop the scale of things going wrong. Helen took the beautician who originally gave her the lip filler to court. However, she decided to drop the case, as she says her mental health was suffering. She believes the person who gave her the original filler is still practising today. During the making of this podcast, I contacted the Department of Health and Social Care. They gave me a statement from the Minister for Patient Safety, Maria Caulfield. I am committed to ensuring the safety of patients undergoing cosmetic procedures. That's why we have restricted access to Botox and cosmetic fillers for under-18s in England. I know there is more to do, and we are working closely with stakeholders to explore the regulation of cosmetic interventions and the beauty, aesthetics and well-being all-party parliamentary groups report into non-surgical cosmetic treatments is a valuable contribution to that work. Anyone considering cosmetic procedures should take the time to consider the impact on their physical and mental health and ensure that they are using a reputable, safe and qualified practitioner. You've been listening to Stories of Our Times, a podcast brought to you thanks to the subscribers of The Times and The Sunday Times with my guests, reporter for The Times, Artie Nachiapan, Ashton Collins, director of Safe Face, and Helen. You can read more of Artie's work at thetimes.co.uk. This episode was produced and presented by me, Sevda Moisari. The executive producer was Kate Ford, and sound design was by David Crackles. If you have a story you think we should be covering, an idea for a future episode or thoughts on what you've just heard, please send us an email to storiesofourtimes at thetimes.co.uk. See you again soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.